Hello and welcome to the Riverside Scribe. Today's episode, the topic is racial issues that are in Dungeons and Dragons. For a game and fandom that has such a diverse range of settings, characters, options, countless, countless hours, days, even years spent, it's it's sad to see that there is still uh, and has been since the beginning in various forms, and I'll get to that point in a second, uh, racial issues. Now, recently in uh, fall of 2020, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything came out and uh, contains steps, uh, guides, and tools on how to address some of these issues, uh, which is a positive step forward, but it's only a step. It's not the full um, full thing that needs to, to really happen. Now, the issues that have existed right from the beginning, some of the things with some of the races, especially in appearance and what's being deemed as this is how they act based on their race, not based on an upbringing or life choices of the individual. A lot of them are based off of European folklore and those are heavily steeped in various racism, especially anti-Semitic, uh, particularly goblins can be problematic with this in various physical traits and activities that are based off of anti-Semitic uh, stereotypes. Now, other issues with characters and their appearance, uh, when we look at like orcs and the drow and others, is the darker skin-toned characters, creatures, uh, are more often than not, based on the source books, uh, are, are put as evil or bad, malevolent, always the outcasts. Now, I've heard some people's arguments, or, sorry, let me correct that, I've read many arguments stating, oh, well, historically, well, first off, historically, there are no elves, there are no uh, people casting fireball, uh, so in a game of make-believe, uh, it doesn't have to be based solely off of, well, what happened in Europe in 1296. So, that's not you trying to stick to realism, that's just someone being a racist. And whether they'll acknowledge it or not, probably they won't, but those are the facts. Uh, D&D is all about creativity, it's about inclusion, it's about people having fun, so it shouldn't have to fit weird guidelines that someone made up and was like, well, we're going to do this because of this. Now, in more recent years, people have been starting to go away on their own from, well, this race is this in the source book, but guess what? I'm not playing it as evil because that's bullshit. Why? Just because it was born an orc or a drow that it has to be racist. And I've seen many compelling arguments too that some of the activities in their lore that supposedly made say for example the drow evil were so long ago that there's no reason that they couldn't have overcome let's say as a society they made some poor decisions whatever i'm not going to get into the details uh, that it wouldn't have changed and again that's not based on like oh you were born this way you were predisposed predispositioned to be evil the other is with ability score stats, and a lot of this is like, okay, well, these races are smarter, these ones are dumber. These ones are stronger, these ones are weaker. 
and it really is boiling down to well these ones we've deemed to be superior these ones inferior when a lot of that uh, is not based on your genetics it's based on your upbringing and life experience now for the variety of characters instead of having well these are all just you know the exact same creature and its appearance is different and so where's the variety well they have their cultural differences they have size differences i mean there's no changing the difference between the size of a gnome and the size of a goliath and everyone in between so i can see that where there's some issues in relation to maximum strength but instead of saying well that's based on actual race uh, where the races most of them fit into medium size but it makes physical sense that someone who's about three feet tall can't wield a greatsword that's different than saying, oh, well, you're this race, well, your intelligence is garbage, because that's what it's always been. Now, while you can, and you could have done it before, but Tasha's Cauldron and everything helps make it more streamlined and fit uh, with changing out some of these things, I personally feel that a updated version of the player's handbook that has been corrected, I'm not calling for a whole new version of D&D, but at least with the player's handbook is to come up with a new one with the proper changes to the races. And as well, uh, a lot of people have been addressing this with changing, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to play this character as evil. I'm not going to play this character as stupid, which is great. Good on them for taking those steps and branching out. And again, it's not just, okay, well, this is how, you know, there's nothing wrong with still playing an evil tiefling, or playing an evil drow, but doing it because, well, all drows are evil, that's where the problem is. And as I've been mentioning in it, uh, just to make clear, not only the ability score stats of some with their starting advantages or disadvantages given uh, being problematic, but is the racial alignments where some of them are like, okay, well, this race is evil. So the alignment issue needs to change. It can't you can't just say, oh, this race is this way. You could say, okay, this one particular society who worships so-and-so. Uh, now, again, when the child is born, they're not instantly evil. So, again, that's a taught thing. So, to, you may have some societies who are evil, organizations, even an entire nation, potentially. But it's not because they were born that way. It was because they were taught. So, I don't know if we're ever going to see a player's handbook that has these changes in it until you know sixth edition when and if that ever comes uh, but until then i do strongly encourage players and dms to to go and make sure the game is inclusive and not to uh, stick to these stereotypes just because that's the way it's written in the book because you know what else is written in the book and this goes for all uh gatekeeping and rules lawyers uh in the early parts of the player's handbook, it says the DM can choose what rules to keep and change. So at the end of the day, yes, the creators of Dungeons and Dragons and those who are writing the source books, yeah, there's responsibility on them for making changes to what was done in the past and what's currently still being written. But as it boils down to your campaign, uh, telling someone, well, they have to play a character evil or these characters are evil because of race and not because of their personal choices, uh, that's on you. So you need to change that attitude. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with DM saying, 
no too many homebrew elements, but if someone's going to make modifications to the player because, you know what, I want to play an orc, uh, but he's not a giant dumb-dumb barbarian and evil, well, a DM saying, well, you can't do that because that's not what the book says, well, that DM is a piece of garbage, honestly. It's one thing to say no to overpowered stats or weapons or items or just plain insanity, uh, but when someone wants to break those stereotypes uh, and the DM says no, then that's that's bullshit. And they shouldn't be the DM. Now, getting more into that, uh, Dungeons & Dragons has been a lot more popular in more recent years, which is great. It's been more inclusive, more people are joining. But on that note, uh, it's kind of surprising to see that a community that, especially in its early days, and again, up until rec relatively recently, was very ostracized, shunned, constantly made fun of, uh, now has probably bigger gatekeepers on the inside than there were on the outside. And so it's a bit mind-boggling when people are either sticking to the stereotypical rules, saying, well, this, nope, this race is evil, you gotta do it, or other stereotypes, and saying, oh, well, the goblins gotta be greedy. Uh, no, A, that's horseshit. And B, you probably, potentially, these people went through those years of struggle, or they are aware that it happened, and now they're gatekeeping, and then they're doing it to the real-world players. So, the game, in case those who are listening, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, that's just the nature of the game, blah, blah, No, no, fuck off. The game is supposed to be fun. That's what games are. They're supposed to be fun, and they should be inclusionary. And before you start going off on some weird rule trying to justify the bigotry, uh, the game includes magic, dragons, mythical creatures, dimensions. So if you're all fine with those things, but then you start having other issues where it's things where people want to be included or you're not going to be racist, well, there's the problem. It's not the players who want to join or for you to uh, be more inclusive it's, it's you. It's not them who has the problem. It is the bigoted DMs, and not just the DMs. There are many players, too. Now, I'm not saying this is the whole of D&D players, because there are tons who don't fit these descriptions, but unfortunately, in this fandom and other ones, uh, there are these toxic elements who prevent people uh, who have been unwelcomed at many a table before, and they continue to try and keep people out. Well, guess what? It's not a... Uh, white guys only game that is a stereotype that needs to be destroyed it needs to be gone so in conclusion while the source books of the player's handbook uh, doesn't have any changes to it at the moment and Tasha's Cauldron does offer some steps to help but it's kind of like not fully there uh, I do encourage people to to take steps to make things more inclusionary. I'm not saying go rewrite the books for yourselves, but when you're doing campaigns, building characters, situations, uh, take a more diverse uh, approach. And again, then you won't have the uh, same basic scenarios over and over again, where it's constantly humans everywhere, white humans everywhere. Uh, mix it up. The game has so much to offer, and if you're playing it the same way, where you're basically running around in medieval Europe with dragons and fireball, uh, you're you're really playing the game wrong. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't try and do realistic to a point, but don't do it 
to be like, well, I only like my white version of history. Because that's bullshit. The game should be inclusive. Everyone should be welcome. And in the game, and I'm not just talking about the at the table with your players, uh, but in game as well. So I apologize if I rambled a little bit there. I know I didn't cover every issue uh, that is in the game, but uh, if there's something to take away from this, is that the issues still exist. While they may not be as big as they used to be, they are still there, both in-game and in the fan community. And if there's a takeaway from this, I'd like to ask you both, Dungeon Masters and players, to look at your own current games, past games, upcoming games, and think, now, may not have been intentional, but look at what's going on and see, like, are you doing the right thing? Are we being inclusive? And again, try and make it for everyone. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to learn. And to try and stop the stereotypes, uh, it, everyone has to do their part. You can't just sit by as like, well, it's not a problem for me because blah, blah, blah. It is. If you're part of Dungeons and Dragons in any form, uh, it, it has to do with you whether you see it or not. And just because you may not be causing it, do, please do your part to help remove these stereotypes. So I want to thank you all for listening. And I invite you to come back next week where we have part one of our world building mini series. It's a two part mini series. And then after that, in March, we start Season 2, which focuses on the in-game mechanics and lore. So until next time, keep those dice rolling.